Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Here we go. Stand by for Jody and T-Rex. But first, picture your face in the mirror. You know the routine. Do you see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet and those large under-eye bags? Do you feel weird about all of that? Well, now imagine that they're gone. And I'm not talking about risky, expensive plastic surgery or Botox or fillers or any of that crap. I'm talking about gone in just minutes. We're talking about Plexiderm here, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. And it's topical. You just put it on with your fingers. It's the edge you've been looking for. And if you don't believe it, I didn't either until I took the test and I was amazed by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. And the best part is Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless you tell them. Go to TryPlexiderm.com and use my code VOICES for 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an extra $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code VOICES. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Marcus Halberstram for two at seven. No, I want to know. Okay, I came here for the cilantro crawfish gumbo, all right, which is, after all, the only excuse one can for being in this restaurant, which is, by the way, almost completely empty. I'm very sorry, sir. JMB straight and a Corona. Would you like to hear the Double absolute martini. Yes, sir. Would you like to hear the specials? Not if you want to keep your spleen. This is a real beehive of activity, Halberstram. This place is hot. Very hot. Listen, the, uh... Mud soup and charcoal arugula are outrageous here. Yeah, well, you're late. Hey, I'm a child of divorce. Give me a break. I see they've omitted the pork loin with lime jello. We should have gone to Dorcia. I could have gotten us a table. Nobody goes there anymore. Is that Ivana Trump? Jeez, Patrick. I mean, Marcus, what are you thinking? Why would Ivana be a Texarkana? So, uh... Wasn't Rothschild originally handling the Fisher account? How'd you get it? Well, I could tell you that, Halberstram. But then I'd have to kill you. (laughs) 
Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Man, I'm having fun trolling Don Jr. with references to American Psycho. It fits so damn well. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 5, 2020. And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's the greatest damn soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Day 1,141 of the Trump crisis, 243 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, God, look who it is. It is the Goff Ninjas, T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report, and Jody, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, that's from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, and everywhere you get your podcasts. That's in the comedy category, is it not, Jody? Yes. It, yes, it is. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, well, we've got lots of uh, wonderful news today. The Dow is down, the last I checked, uh, 868 points. At one point, it was down like, yeah, it was down like uh, 1,005 points. Uh, just uh, moments ago. And, and all these guys, all the old guys are yelling in uh, lower Manhattan. This is an outrage. Yeah. I demand an investigation. Turn those machines back on. <laughs> Turn those machines back on. They're not happy. I and mean, you know who's not happy is Donald Trump is not happy. You can't let that happen to me. No, every time the Dow drops like this, he lays another quarter pounder in his tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Lots of lots of hamburgers in his uh, shorts today, in his adult diapers. Right. He, he's not an underpants guy. He is an adult diapers guy. Uh, on top of all of the other positive news, I guess, you know what? I haven't really used this a lot on the show throughout, because I haven't really been covering the Democratic primaries, but let's do this. Um... It's kind of a sad day. I would say for a lot of us, it's a very sad day. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren has uh, dropped out of the presidential race. Um, and look, say what you will about her uh, policy platform and things like that. I don't care whether you've supported her or not. This woman, this senator deserves a huge standing ovation. Ser- seriously, Absolutely. everybody right she now. She deserves way better than she got. On I'm going to tell you that. Yes, on your feet, everyone right now, standing ovation yeah. for Elizabeth Warren because I swear to God, I have not seen a presidential candidate work as hard as she did. How many tens of thousands of selfies alone mm-hmm. did she take? Uh, just the idea of Elizabeth Warren, every time she takes a stage, running to the stage. Yep. Um, the campaign that she put in had so much heart. Ultimately, not enough. I don't think. And Jody, uh, you and I talked about this with Buzz yesterday. Uh, there was only so much you can do, though, against this. The only other way to describe it is patriarchy. The patriarchy, as yeah. as Kimberly Johnson says, patriarchy runs deep in this country, even into many women voters too. Yeah. Who I think, in a better season, in a better year with very different circumstances with this particular president and the emergency that we're in, Elizabeth Warren would have been easily the nominee in all of this. Honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to say what I think we're saying 
seeing here is people being really strategic with their votes. Yeah. They really, really, really want Trump out of office and they want a sure, what looks like at least, uh, rocket launcher to go after him instead of the usual pistol. Yeah. Or or like a Democrat, instead of taking a pen knife to a gunfight. Um, you know, they're just like bringing the guy from the last administration who should have, you know. Uh... Yeah, well, it's it's a little bit of that, David, but it's also a little bit of uh, this kind of simplistic calculation, which is that Hillary Clinton was a woman who lost to Donald Trump. Therefore, woman loses to Trump. Elizabeth Warren is woman. Therefore, Elizabeth Warren loses to Trump. That is the insane. Really? That is the insane calculus. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. I think a lot of voters were thinking along those lines. And it may not be born out of misogyny necessarily, but it's born out of a, a, a bit of a sexist point of view. As far well, as we're that raised goes. that way, we're yeah. raised that way. Yeah. I mean, if they do the same thing with with black kids versus white kids, and the black kids have a similar racism towards themselves, yeah, right, exactly. Um, there have been studies on that, and it's like, whoa. And then that's a weird realization for a lot of people of color that, wow, I'm as racist as the white guy next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's subconscious. It's it's a societal thing. Women are not supposed to do this. And once when women do come forward and they're strong or Whatever it is, an Elizabeth Warren, an Amy Klobuchar, whomever, Kamala Harris, they be, they're called shrill, yeah, uh, mm. bossy, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these negative connotations. Whereas a man with the same exact qualities or characteristics, however you want to determine that word, um, they would be honored. Yeah, and in fact, you know what I've observed, and I think a lot of us have observed this, is that Elizabeth Warren got unfairly tarnished with this idea of being shrill or yelling or being angry, which I don't understand. I mean, yeah. the, the Liz from HR uh, stereotype that she got nailed with. I, I think it's all bullshit because you know why I have seen much more yelling from Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders. Yep. No one yells more than Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden during a debate. And, and that's... I got to say, it was the kiss of death when Pete Buttigieg pointed out he's like do you really want to hear these guys yell at each other for the next eight months and i think i mean it was that's i think that's one of the gay superpowers is the ability to show you something and then you can't unsee it yeah you know like when i told remember the guy that was like dating the the russian chick that infiltrated the nra and i was like Uh he looks like the guy from dilbert Mm -hmm. yeah you can't unsee that it just doesn't go away so i mean i think the booty judge was like look into the nightmare future and behold america of these two old men screaming at each other at the top of their lungs for the night it's just everywhere like yeah pete you're right oh yeah absolutely yeah um but now you know know what she's in a position now where she's a kingmaker she's got immense power at this point based on Mm -hmm. her endorsement alone and well, it, man, it's a good thing that nobody threw any sharp elbows at her a couple of months huh. ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And well, called her a liar and said she didn't know what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, Bernie Sanders just posted a meme congratulating her and said he, he posted, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren has taken one of the most powerful corporate interests, beca- taken on, excuse me, the most powerful corporate interests because she cares about those who've been left behind. Yep. Without her, the progressive movement would not be nearly as strong as it is today. I know she'll stay in this fight and we are grateful she will. Senator Warren has run an extraordinary campaign of ideas demanding that the wealthy pay their fair share and in corruption in Washington, yada, yada. Basically, he's completely done a 180 on her. Yeah. I don't know how his uh, some of his supporters are going to uh, round that square peg. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's going to be tough. And I think it's also going to be tough for 
Bernie Sanders to keep saying things like that if mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Warren endorses Joe Biden. And I think I think she's going to wait. Yeah, I think she will, too. She's going to wait until the convention to see who has the most delegates, and then she's going to throw her delegates to that person. I think one thing that we can take comfort from, and this also applies to guys like Pete Buttigieg, is the fact that now I really believe the Democratic Party has a seasoned, well-practiced, deep bench of possible presidential candidates leading deep into the future. Elizabeth Warren could run again in four years if she doesn't end up being uh, Joe Biden's vice presidential running mate. The only caveat I have about that with regard to, and I know Charlie Pierce is like, no, don't take my senator. Stop with this VP talk with Elizabeth Warren because Charlie Pierce is a, a huge fan of Senator Professor Warren. Um, but the one concern that I have there is that um, we lose that seat in the Senate. And, right. it's, and, and it a, goes to a, go- a re- Republican governor, correct? Yeah, well, they, actually, I think in Massachusetts, well, I could be year. wrong on that. Yeah, well, in Massachusetts, I think they have to do a special election rather than the governor oh. appointing. And they've got, a re- they've got a Republican governor right now. Uh, Charlie right. Baker, is it? And, Charlie Baker, yes. And yeah. if he can appoint, then he would appoint a Republican and we lose a seat. Right, right. But if it's mm. a special election, it's still not guaranteed to be a Democrat because Massachusetts right. has a weird history of swinging back and forth between Democrats and moderate Republicans. So that that's my only concern with Elizabeth Warren as, as VP. Now, I think the whole VP thing is just still this gigantic question mark and it's impossible that's to have... That's all I was going to say a second ago. Yeah. The thing that could get me excited about this ticket would be Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. I think that's a... Uh, either a, either man should choose her. Either man or, or Tammy Duckworth. She's an amazing choice. Tammy Duckworth. I've been oh, hearing yeah. lots of things about Tammy Duckworth. I mean, military veteran, Obama administration official. I think uh-huh. that uh, any, either of the candidates, either Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden, could do a lot worse than uh, Tammy Duckworth. I think that's a really good idea. And now that Bernie is somewhat embracing Obama all of a sudden, too, how are his supporters going to go with that? That's as establishment as you get. Well, I'm not really... Imagining any goodwill between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren remaining if uh, if she goes ahead and endorses someone. But I don't think we're going to have a presumptive nominee until after Pennsylvania, New York, uh, maybe New Jersey and some of those states weigh in. Certainly Florida, where I think Joe Biden, (laughs) in the latest poll, Joe Biden is leading the other candidates, including uh, Mike Bloomberg, even though Mike Bloomberg's not in the race anymore. I think Joe Biden's leading by like 42 points or something like that with like 68 percent of the vote uh, in polls uh, in the Florida primary, which is still yet to come. So uh, and then Pennsylvania go too far, though, away from South Carolina. I want to say how amazing James Clyburn was. Yeah. Um, And and God, he made me cry when he started talking about his his wife who's passed on and it just, oh my God, I was like, I was also not feeling great that week. Uh, that was, this was when I was out, as you may recall, and I had a bad upset stomach and yeah, I was just yeah. like, he was talking and I went and found Ben and just like curled around him like, I love you. like <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's fascinating too, because I think Jim Clyburn maybe set a tone for mm-hmm. Joe Biden in the general election, which is, uh, and I wrote up a whole piece about this for the banter newsletter at, uh, the banter.substack.com about how uh, Joe Biden packages himself as, the way Jim Clyburn described him, as a good man. Uh, I've been calling him good guy Joe Biden. If he can package himself with that image and continue to cultivate that, uh, I think that's a pretty good idea for the general election against Donald Trump because the contrast makes Donald Trump look even more sinister and uh, tyrannical. 
that's what you want to kind of go for because Joe Biden could end up tarnishing the uh, good guy Joe Biden image by doing sort of Mike Bloomberg style attacks. But but I still think that Joe Biden's surrogates and his ad campaigns should do all of the Mike Bloomberg style stuff, the Rick Wilson kind of shit against uh, uh, Donald Trump. I think that would be a good strategy to keep uh, Joe Biden above all of those things. But of yeah. course, we don't we don't know. I mean, I, I think we can kind of see a little bit of uh, a lot of movement, I should say, toward Joe Biden right now. And it, it looks like at this, at this moment that he could end up doing it. But uh, I, then again, we were saying the same thing six months ago. And uh, a year ago, in fact, the Joe Biden, oh, he's the guy and he's going to end up getting the nomination. Anything I was anything I, I believe that he was I believe that the bubble was going to burst on him at any minute. I thought yeah. that name recognition was only going to take him. So I will take it back. Everybody who's been listening all this time. Yeah, I have been dismissing Joe Biden out of hand. Um I had dismissed Joe Biden pretty much until James Clyburn started talking about Same Joe here. Biden. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, James, brother James, you have a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, and it's just like uh, I, I think him and Buttigieg really because Buttigieg same deal it was like yeah Pete you know you're right I don't mm-hmm. want to listen to them screaming at each other for eight mm-hmm. months I really don't yeah. I really 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 don't yeah um, and and uh, Beto O'Rourke I thought delivered a great uh, endorsement of Joe Biden too the other night which uh, he I looks watch. 10 years younger all of a sudden yeah doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> he's happy he's rested yeah that's uh, yes. that's important for the only Gen Xer in this entire Thing. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, I was glad to see Beto O'Rourke stepping up. I mean, he's another possibility too. I I think for a vice presidential running mate for for Joe Biden certainly. But yeah, if we now look at we were talking about Elizabeth Warren and the uh, composition of the Senate and the idea that the Democrats could possibly take back the Senate. Well, there's some new polling out right now that is really really positive looking. If you want to you want to hear some good news, here's some good news right now in the North Carolina Senate race. Uh, Cunningham is leading Tom Tillis 46-41 yes. in the latest mm. poll. Yes. In Dude, Maine, just... in Maine, Gideon is leading Susan Collins 47-43. Nice. In Arizona. Let's get some election modeling music for this. I feel like we need to. Fun. I mean, the only thing. Maine is looking oh, yeah. ravishing. I forgot about it's that. Fun. Yeah. No, no, no. Gideon is leading Susan Collins 47-43. In Arizona, astronaut Mark Kelly is leading Martha McSally. This is fucking great. I love this. 47-42. And and you know what? Again, I repeat this again. This gives me hope. And I feel so good about this, that Mark Kelly is leading Martha McSally. You know what this means to me? That voters still care about integrity. And they still care about guts. And that Donald Trump hasn't polluted uh, as many voters as I thought he had. So that's certainly good news, the polling there. And then in Colorado, Hickenlooper is uh, leading uh, Corey Gardner, 51 to 38. Corey Gardner is, uh, if this polling holds up, Corey Gardner's certainly done. Yeah, but he's done. Those four races right there, let's say the Democrats uh, are able to hold on to, I think it's eight seats that that are up for grabs this election. Democrats can keep all of their seats. And these four Republicans all lose. Therein lies the Democratic Senate and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer for mm-hmm. 2021. 
And that, I would challenge Chuck Schumer's majority ship. I would. There's got to be someone more dynamic and more youthful we can put in that slot. Well, yeah, I think so. It, but it doesn't matter. It, what the, it's just the, one of those things. When everyone was coming after Nancy Pelosi and they were saying she was an ineffective speaker, I was like, nobody gets no. the votes on the board like Nancy Pelosi. If you want to talk about an ineffective Democratic leader, let's talk about Chuck Schumer. I think Chuck Schumer is there for a reason as minority leader because he knows the uh, ins and outs of the parliamentary procedure and, and how to uh, whip up votes, how to how to maintain party cohesion and things like that. And that's what's the, that's ultimately the important thing. I mean, Mitch McConnell is not Mr. Energy at the top of the Republican Party in the Senate, but what Mitch McConnell does do is Mitch McConnell maintains as much cohesion as possible among the Republican caucus, and he knows how to screw around with all of us. He, he knows how to own Democrats with his stupidity. And one of the things that is is the dumbest thing of, of all of Mitch McConnell's decisions was to eliminate the judicial filibuster, which right. if things keep going the way they look now, and remember part of Rachel Bikover's model is watch out for shocks to the system. But if everything keeps going, if the election were held tomorrow, the Democratic Party with a House of Representatives and a United States Senate and the White House could appoint all kinds of uh, new judicial nominees. We're talking about at least two Supreme Court seats, uh, uh, Stephen Breyer and RBG. Okay, okay, okay. Let's not start counting presents under the tree yet. Like, let's, <laughs> I mean, let's get some voters registered and talk about the dis- crushingly low youth turnout. In well, this, I mean, in, in, I, I get it, but in, in my defense, I've been Mr. Don't Get Happy for years now mm-hmm. i have been talking i, know, I have I been know, talking fire and brimstone about the donald trump crisis since day one so i don't maybe think that's anyone- why i'm a little nervous here it makes me it's like your dad coming home drunk from work and you're like he's acting weird like i'm a little nervous bob when you get this happy I'm like <laughs> hey, hey look i'm not i'm not ha- i'm not i'm not happy i'm feeling better about things today but I'm not happy because we can't get happy. We can't get complacent. That is the uh, that is the ongoing rule. Hey, if you if you need so you want to hear me yell about something, you want to hear me yell about someone who is dangerous. Let's talk about our friend Jenk. Where's the plane? Thank God, liberal Alex Jones lost his vanity campaign for Congress on Tuesday. Where was he? What he was he was running a primary challenge to another yeah. Democrat in California. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And lost. Lost. Yes. And you know why? You know why he lost? Because he did this because, because he's, he's a freaking Rick crank radio dude. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Why are you running for office? I just I don't know. That's another person you never hear of when you don't have Twitter anymore. Yeah, yeah I know. Like him and Ben Shapiro. I'm just like, who? What? I don't care. They're not part of my reality. Yeah, yeah. Boy. Hand washing is a big part of my reality. <laughs> he, he missed that plane again. Where's the plane? Sorry, Jank. Oh, it's Jank. left without you. And he's taking it really, really well. Here was Jank Tuesday oh, night gosh. after learning that he had not been uh, victorious in his primary challenge to another <coughs> Democrat. Uh, here's Jank. Since Biden is going to have a much stronger showing tonight than originally expected, going forward, we're going to have trench warfare. Uh, fine, I'll do what? it. Okay, I, it, it's why I feel like I said this my whole life. Fine, I'll do it. We all have to go and collectively kick their goddamn asses. By the way, this is a little bit edited. These are just little bits of highlights from his remarks. Whose asses? Okay. What's that? <coughs> Whose asses? Is he talking about? 
Democrats. Republican asses? It, no, Democratic establishment. That's who he's talking about. Oh, he's talking, God, about the, why? talking about Democrats. I don't Go know. On. I, mean, I just, don't. Like if you only had this kind of passion running against the people who were actual motherfucking literal Nazis, you dickhead. No shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we do, you know, this emails leaked us last week from Stephen Miller to Breitbart, and he's actually like pointing to Nazi propaganda as fact. And it's yes. just like, these are the real Nazis, and they are in the White House, and you're talking about going to trench warfare against your fellow Democrats. Nice one, Jink. That's just like, yeah. that, see, that's why people are kind of running away from Bernie Sanders right now. Because what I think Democratic voters want now more than anything else is they want safe, they want normal. And we all mm-hmm. know to a certain extent that the name of the candidate, or at least I know, <laughs> I know this, the name of the candidate is not necessarily as important as the energy thrusting that candidate forward. And so that's the real meaningful thing in all of this that I think Jank certainly doesn't understand. I mean, and, and I think to a certain extent... So basically you're saying it's not the size of the tool, it's the... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I just, I, I think they're looking to have a revolution and the idea of a revolution right on the heels of all of this chaos. Upheaval, exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to stay in my house and... You know, please, can we just go back to boring? boring I, well, I, wonderful. I think Democratic voters, especially African-American Democratic voters, know the underpants gnome theory that's being thrust upon uh, Democrats by Bernie Sanders and his supporters. And this is something I'm not against Bernie Sanders necessarily. I'm just saying this is the idea. Number one, revolution. Number two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Number three, progressivism. But that's not how it works. That question mark, question mark, question mark can involve all kinds of horrible things. And when horrible things happen in America, minorities get steamrolled. That's yeah, those exactly. are the first people who end up getting trampled in and that women. kind of stamp. And women. And for that Let's matter, make women. no mistakes. Oh, yes. <laughs> like the rights that they keep coming after the most, the people whose rights are the most on the table. Yeah. Like even after they've at- established same sex marriage through the courts, people are not really saying we're going to overturn that. Right. There's not like the huge, huge daily outpouring of effort to overturning that that there is to Roe versus Wade, no. which just boggles my brain. It's mm-hmm. happening like, you right really now. You really hate women that much. <clears throat> because they don't, they don't care about the fetuses. It's not about them. It's no. about no. keeping women, like, you know, with their, you know, legs together and mouths shut, basically, because that's yeah. how they want it. Well, hey, let's get back to Jenk, because this is so awesome. Uh, yes, oh, I will be forceful. <laughs> we are going to be very, 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 very forceful. Look, are you kidding me? Joe Biden did not get arrested with Nelson Mandela. We need to be sustainable so? in the middle of this oh trench warfare. But we didn't start the war. They'll lie about it again. We didn't start the war. They started the what? war. For God's sake. So oh, you God, it's Billy really Joel time. I know, I know. <laughs> we Jay. didn't start the fire. Uh. <laughs> uh, let, let, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have trench warfare here. And we're going to fight. Up against the DNC, Joe Biden, up for me. And- <laughs> I'm do, wait, I'm doing a human-animal hybrid of Jank and Alex Jones. <laughs> as if that even needs to be done, because he's already kind of like Alex Jones. But uh, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a big trench warfare. We're going to take on Joe Biden. Who said that Joe Biden actually went to South uh, Africa and said something about getting arrested (laughs) in South Africa? He cannot be president. And I'm going to do this because everyone always says, you got to do this, Alex Jank Uger. You always got to step up and do these things. 
You got to run. You do the hard work of running a primary that you're going to lose because you're not really running it. You're just promoting your goddamn podcast. Well, people say that to me, and I go, "Where's the play? Where's the goddamn- Where's the play?" Oh, I just am trying to imagine Alex and Jank ending up at their coke dealer's house at the same time, and then like, like awkwardly trying not to make eye contact. You know, like yeah, yeah. Each of them talking to the dealer, but not to each other. Like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I could just totally see like Sister Christian playing in the background, and then there's a uh, Chinese yes. guy throwing fire <laughs> firecrackers. <laughs> it's that scene from My Boogie Nights. Is, why do the Russian bots want a Bernie presidency so bad? I don't think they want the Bernie presidency. They want him running. They yeah. want just chaos. They want him to run against Trump because they know Trump will beat him because America will never elect a socialist president. Well, and also, for, we all seem to be forgetting, including Bernie supporters and perhaps Senator Sanders himself, that there was a ton of compromise run up on him just in case he got the nomination in 2016 yeah. that Trump's holding on to right now. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do anything about it unless he knows that Sanders will be the guy. And then you're going to come out with the communist stuff, which is funny yeah. coming from Trump. But... People will buy into this stupid red scare crap mm-hmm. when it's coming from somebody who is actually in bed with Russians, yeah. saying mm. that that Bernie Sanders is a communist, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But the problem is, is Bernie has put the word socialist into his title, yeah. and that scares people over the age of fifty-five, and they vote. Yeah, in fact, irony they, slash jurists in the bathtub. Yeah, you exactly. know, <laughs> because Russia is actually helping the other guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jody, you have a really good point. In fact, David, I've been saying uh, recently that if it's Bernie Sanders, it's going to be nothing but red scare communism until yep. November third. If it's Joe Biden, it's going to be nothing but Hunter Biden, Burisma, Ukraine until November third. The difference, though. I think the communist thing, the socialist thing, we all know it's bullshit. But mm-hmm. the problem is there, it could end up sticking to Bernie, whereas the Hunter Biden right. Barisma thing is murky and detailed and too complicated. Does Trump really want to relitigate that? Yeah. Uh, you know, Just dodge the bullet on that, you know? <laughs> no, because it, the problem is he, he believes, and he is not that off. Unfortunately, yeah. he believes that the the media will go for Burisma and not go for the fact that he was impeached for Ukraine. Mm. And then what I would do if I were Nancy Pelosi or Jerry Nadler or others. All right. If you want to talk about Hunter Biden and nepotism and and power, you know, speaking truth to power, we would like to have Jared Kushner come and testify. We would like to have Ivana, Ivanka come and testify. We would like to have the Trump boys, you know, Fredo and Fredo too, <laughs> come Bateman. and testify. Yeah. And Patrick Bateman, yeah, have them come and testify Uday because and obviously Kuse. Uday and Kuse, There you go, uh, Beavis and Butthead, uh, just come on down and testify too. <laughs> Because obviously they are benefiting from the fact that Trump is president. And so I, he would bring that up, but I think the only way to counter that is to start bringing up Ivanka Trump, Jared, and yeah. all of that, to get yeah. that out in the press and then hammer them on that. And yeah. I do think still that Trump is not going to debate, mm-hmm. and no matter who the nominee is, and that if he doesn't, they, they should keep the debates scheduled, and Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders gets those two and a half hours just to answer questions with nobody talking back. That's right. That's right. And it, all really great points. And in fact, I want to talk about this a little bit more and Trump's uh, strategy for attacking, in this case, Joe Biden in the general election. I've got to, like a four point reason why, series of reasons why uh, this is going to be a terrible idea for Donald Trump. And I'll, I'll give you a preview. One of those reasons is Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Because, of course, that's one of the reasons. Okay, it's funny how making a little change in your life can evolve into a 
much bigger change. And with Brooklinen, a towel can turn your bath into a spa. The right new bedding can turn your room into a retreat. And loungewear can turn function into luxury. Brooklinen.com has over 50,000 five-star reviews and a special product line that now includes sleep masks, shower curtains, bath mats, candles, and more. I'm one of the half million people who spends my nights ridiculously comfortable thanks to Brooklinen's affordable, high-quality sheets. We love our sheet set from brooklinen.com. It keeps us nice and cool and crisp here in the refrigerator every night, even on the warmest nights that we seem to be having in February for some reason. And yeah. now in, now into March, Brooklinen sheets keep us nice and cool and comfortable all night long. Brooklyn means quality and comfort backed by great customer service. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make big differences. Brooklinen is so confident in their products that all their sheets comforters, loungewear, and and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable, get 10% off your first order, and free shipping on all new sheets when you use the promo code BOBC, only at brooklinen.com. That's brooklinen.com, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use the promo code BOBC, link on the podcast page at bobseska.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. The Bob Seska Show. I'm not trolling T-Rex with this, you know, I'm not all the way happy. But I'm in, oh. a good, I'm in a good mood today. I this is a reference to my huge back legs and tiny forelegs. Like, jump for joy, fun. Just, I'll jump you, yeah. Oh, this is, this is one of my faves. This is Callie Cardamon uh, and the title track from her new EP, Jump for Joy. I hear this EP is flying off record store shelves. Uh, and by record store shelves, I mean places where you download music. And, and rightfully so, because... Man, this landed in my inbox at just the right time. I so needed this album, and uh, I've been listening to it on Endless Loop on my uh, iTunes. Who's the credit player. on the clarinet? That is an amazing clarinet right there. Yeah, good question. Uh, go, uh, I, I'm sure you can do a search for Callie Cardamon. In fact, I'm going to link in the description so you can find out all the musicians who played on this uh, this amazing record. Ain't you thrilled now, love the voice. I was a briefly a clarinet player, and I just realized it is a terrible, terrible sound when it's not done well. <laughs> when it's done well, it is the most beautiful, like bird-like thing, and it's like floats along. But when it's bad, oh god, yeah, it's like yeah. a kidney stone for your ears. It's just terrible. Well, normally Callie does uh, country music, but she did this EP of all jazz standards, uh, covers of jazz standards, and it's just such a great album and just the right tone for, especially the shall we say, stressful times that we're experiencing right now. For stressful times, 
make it Cali Cardamon time. That's my <laughs> slogan. Okay. Uh, so uh, Trump said earlier today, oh no, he, he, I think he was talking to Sean Hannity on Fox last night, mm-hmm. uh, and he was asked about Biden Burisma, and he said, that will be a major issue in the campaign. I will bring that up all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what Excellent. Uh, teeny Bring tiny Trump said. Yeah, fat boy. So we will party because I mean we want to really get a. We, like, so, Mr. President, the Republicans let you get away with this. Why are you determined to drag it out into public again? Yeah, I mean. Bring it on. Right. Let's play that one. I yeah. like that game. Yep. Yep. And uh, my response, here's my four point response to all of this. And I hope he does it. I hope they make this a big deal because it's going to be so easy to not only defend against this, but to counterattack on this one. Uh, first of all, most voters don't care. It's too complicated and no one believes anything Trump says anyway. So all he's going to do is just jazz up the people who are going to vote for him with the Hunter Biden crap. And who is going to keep... It's Uranium One all over again. Yeah, exactly. It's it's Pizzagate all over again. It's nonsense. And I know Ron Johnson in the Senate... You know Ron Johnson, the assistant manager at the Stereo Store from Fast Times at Ridgemont High? He is uh, <laughs> not the same guy. But I like to think they're the same guy. And so uh, he's in the Senate. He's trying to subpoena people in order to uh, make this a real thing. Uh, Mitt Romney came out today, said that this is all political, this investigation. So therefore, Mitt Romney is not in favor of what's happening in the Senate right now in order to bring this uh, issue back to the front. All he wants is the patina of an investigation in order to say, yes, he's Joe Biden's being investigated. There doesn't have to actually be any sort of real-life probe. All he needs is just enough to be able to say, yes, yes, Joe Biden, crooked, did things, Ukraine, Burisma, Giuliani Yermak, whoever the fuck that is. This is going to be a lot of that, and people are going to see the Cyrillic names, and they're going to see uh, names that they don't know how to pronounce or can't remember, and it's just going to be like, ah, no. Coronavirus, uh, no. Economy failing, no. I mean, we're not paying attention to that Hunter Biden thing again. And oh, by the way, didn't Trump get impeached about all of that? And that leads us to number two. Dems can use this to springboard to Trump's humiliating impeachment, and it'll motivate Biden to allow his would-be AG to indict everyone. If Trump really seriously makes Joe Biden's son a Mm -hmm. thing, Joe Biden can continue being good guy Joe Biden. But in Joe Biden's head, he's going, all right, these Trump people are going to pay. If I win, I'm letting my AG go nuts. And my AG is going to investigate and indict all of these rat bastards. And that's exactly what we want him to do, don't we? <laughs> so I think that's ultimately a positive thing. Number three, Trump always makes things worse for Trump. So we can assume that whatever is going to make things worse for Trump, Trump is going to do that thing. And number four, if Joe Biden continues to cultivate the good guy image, it'll look like Trump is just beating up a decent man who lost his children and his first wife, etc. In other words, this will backfire against Trump, driving up turnout among independents And this is going to be the important voting block in this, if it is Joe Biden. Biden voting Republicans. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Jody. Uh, I think that there is a block of Republicans who aren't never Trumpers, but they're also not red hats either. They're somewhere in that phantom zone between red hats and the never Trumpers where they voted for Trump last time around. They are registered Republicans, but -hmm. they're looking for a way to wiggle out of it. And right. I think and those are the people like I said yesterday that the, we had four percent of people voting for Joe Walsh and Bill Weld here and Walsh is even out of the yeah. race. And so those are the those are the Trump 
vote the previous Trump voters potentially and certainly mm-hmm. re- registered Republicans that don't want him. They wanted to send a message to him going, look, we don't like you. Well, so I, I, think-, I think even even Trump supporters get fatigued after a yeah. while. Yeah, and it's been it's exhausting. It's mm-hmm. exhausting. I said that exact same thing yesterday. It's Trump fatigue. Mm-hmm. I was I got went and got my oil changed uh, this morning and there was a guy with a MAGA hat in the waiting room and uh Mm. He you saw one really in the wild too. The I wild. saw one the other day. Yeah, free range magas. Yeah, yeah. Trying so hard to engage me, oh. um, and then there was this kind of pasty woman that looked like a retired uh, substitute teacher, and she like picked up the Mrs. Magazine and started smelling the perfume samples. And I'm like, lady, have you lost your mind? <laughs> <laughs> You're like picking up the magazines off the waiting room table and sticking your nose into them. And then I, you know, they called the name and they realized the two of them were together. So they think coronavirus <laughs> is mythical. So they don't, you know, they, yeah, they're just going to go. And I thought, oh my God, maybe this is actually the disease that we've prayed for that just kills old stupid people. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> hey, David! Hey, what? David! David! You can find David on Facebook. Send all of your (laughs) complaint letters to David. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Not Bob Zuska show. No. no. So the U.S. director of the Agency for International Development is a guy named Jerry Kanondike or something sort of like that. What's his last name? What's his last name again? Uh, K-O-N-Y-N-D-Y-K. Oh, okay, gotcha. Kanindike, Kanondike. Oh, okay. Kanondik, I don't know. But he was saying that what we're seeing in terms of numbers now with the detected and confirmed coronavirus cases are actually the very tippy tip of the iceberg because we're not actually doing any widespread testing in hospitals as a whole. So he's like, if you're seeing it at all... It's because it's only because they can't avoid seeing it at this point. It's yeah, and in fact, uh, according to Bloomberg News, the Trump administration won't be able to meet its promised timeline of having a million coronavirus tests available by the end of the week. So, yeah, once again, another bit of incompetence from the Trump White House on the coronavirus. And this is this is a major clusterfuck. I mean, this is a huge clusterfuck for the the Trump people. Because the first round of tests they sent out were inaccurate. They were defective and they had to be recalled. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing the second round yeah, they're yeah. sending out. So, Well, I mean, the thing is that, that Donald Trump can't come up with a stupid nickname for the coronavirus and start screaming at the coronavirus on Twitter and demonizing the coronavirus. He can't do all of his usual shit. So it kind of disarms him and right in the face of something that is seriously damaging to him. And I kind of get how Democrats are kind of holding back. They're not calling this the Trump coronavirus or anything like that because they don't want to be overtly political about it. But they want to be concerned. They want to at least seem concerned. But at the same time, they don't need to say a fucking thing because Donald Trump is just digging his own Mm -hmm. political grave insofar as he is incompetent, incompetent, incompetent. He is way, way out of his depth as far as being president or being anywhere near the presidency. He has been able to bullshit his way through the last three years, unlike anyone I have ever seen in my life. I mean, we've seen lots of bullshitters, whether it was in high school, that kid who would just get up and bullshit an essay exam after not reading the chapter, or just at work, we've seen bullshitters who seem to get away with it over and over again. Donald Trump is just that kind of bullshitter and he's made it this far but this coronavirus is exposing all of that and it's not like with Puerto Rico it's a shame that people are going to die though yeah it is it's a horrible horrible shame 
And it's not, I was just going to say, it's not like Puerto Rico, though, where it was kind of a contained tragedy. We're talking about people across the country now who are terrified to go out, to go to the mall or go to the store, go to work or anything like that, to shake hands with people. People are being instructed how to wash their hands. And Donald Trump is just completely out of lunch, going after mini Mike Bloomberg and whatever the fuck he's screaming about on Twitter. And people are going... Well, I guess we don't have any leadership here. We, they've assigned the uh, pray the gay away guy to uh, run the whole thing in the White House. <laughs> that was that cracked me up. But I wasn't here last week to talk about it. My oh, Pence I know. Our freaking COVID. First of all, I'm changing my name to COVID Ferguson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just so we can maybe like in the part of the branding of the virus, we're going to make it gayer than it is, so that Mike Pence will do something about it instead of just praying about it. You know, it's going to legislate it out of existence. So, no, I just oh, Mike Pence, really? Yeah, I know. Just, uh, I know. Oh God! But really quickly, I do want to like people like let's talk about proper hand washing technique, just really quick. Oh yes, yeah, so, because we really need to instruct adults how to wash their hands. That is just, I mean, this coronavirus is actually exposing the vast swaths of idiocracy that we have in this country. Most people don't know to. Wa- I mean, you got to wash your hands longer than you think. Yeah, long right. enough to sing the happy birthday song all the way through twice. Mm-hmm. Well, no, my favorite is is wash your hands like you just peeled a jalapeno pepper and have to take out a contact lens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a couple of other things, though. Stop touching your face. Like <laughs> yeah. when you're out on the world, when Don't you're shopping your for eye. groceries, when you're pushing a grocery cart around. Don't like, your eye. Well, yeah, but really, if you think about it, we touch our faces a lot. Yeah. As yeah. A, you know, and the other one is like if you go to the gym... Or something like disinfect your equipment first and after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because that's how I get sick every time. Every time, like, it used to be when I worked out of the university gym on campus, every time the dorms would get the stomach bug, I would. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Um, Because it's, you know, so clean the workout equipment and just be reasonable. Well, today, Donald Trump tweeted this. He said, "Uh, I never said people that are feeling sick should go to work. This is just more fake news and disinformation put out by the Democrats. See him using disinformation, by the way? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is more projection. He is the king of projection. Everything that oh, is yeah. said about him and his goddamn Trump machine Death Star thing in Roslyn, Virginia, all that shit, he just turns it around and says it about the other side. I've never seen any more flagrant example of projection than Donald Trump. Now he's calling the Democrats uh, purveyors of disinformation. It's, it's insane. So he said, this is more fake See, news. See, Karl Rove did this as policy. Like, it was a tactic yeah. or strategy. But for Trump, I just think it's refl- it's pure psychology. Right. It's pure, he can't help himself. Yeah. It yeah. really is like pure Freudian like projection. So, so he said, I never said people that are feeling sick should go to work. He said, this is fake news. He said, uh, in particular, MSDNC, which is the latest Ugh, stolen God. joke. He said, Comcast covers the coronavirus situation horribly, only looking to do harm to the incredible and successful effort being made. Because, of course, it's all about Donald Trump. But you know what? Again, he said, I never said that people that are feeling sick should go to work. But you know what? Yes, he fucking mm-hmm. did. Here's Donald Trump saying that people who are feeling sick should go to work. Because a lot of people will have this and it's very mild. Uh, they'll get better very rapidly. They don't even see a doctor. They don't even call a doctor. You never hear about those people. So you can't put them down in the uh, in the category of the overall population in terms of this uh, corona flu and uh, or virus. Flu? So you just can't do that. So if, you know, we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by 
you know, sitting around and even going to work. Some of them go to work, oh! but they get better. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, please. Go to work so you can get mm-hmm. better. Just like the president just said on the Sean Hannity program. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So that's the president of the United States. That is the incompetence that he's projecting. And and what speaks uh, the word incompetence more than when he doesn't even know the name of the fucking virus? He's calling it the Corona flu. Mm-hmm. No one's calling it the Corona flu. Except for Donald Trump. Well, I mean, the two different, the the coronavirus is a type of family of viral infections, like a rhinovirus hits your nose. The coronavirus mainly hits your chest. It's a chest cold and or something worse can turn into pneumonia and kill you potentially. Mm -hmm. And then there are influenza viruses. So you can't have a corona flu virus unless you have the flu at the same time as you have a coronavirus and then you're really fucking sick. Yeah. It's like having a rabies cancer. Right. I mean, exactly. Which might actually be the title of today's show. Thank you. Rabies cancer. Yay. Rabies, rabies cancer. Yes. Uh, okay. He, he, also, Thank you. he also tweeted today, uh, again, telegraphing more rank incompetence, no empathy, no leadership skills, no nothing. This illegitimate Fuckwad is way out of his depth. He said here, with approximately 100,000 coronavirus cases worldwide and uh, 3,280 deaths, the United States, because of quick action on closing our borders, has, as of now, here's the operative word here, only 129 cases, 40 Americans brought in. He has to make sure to underscore the fact that there were 40 Americans who got it overseas. Uh, and then he said, and, and 11 deaths. So essentially he's saying, there's there's only been 11 deaths <laughs> and 129 cases. We are working very hard to keep these numbers as low as possible. But just to, to diminish the deaths of 11 people, go do a uh, l- little uh, uh, song and dance uh, uh, pseudo-ephedrine field rally in front of the families of those 11 victims of the coronavirus. And make sure to say again that they were only... 11 victims. Mm-hmm. This is why everyone's freaking out. This is why the Dow, I'm going to check in on the Dow here. Uh, last check, it was, uh, oh, now it's down 981. So nice. we started out the show, it was 868, now it's down 981. And well, that Biden bounce didn't last long because of Trump. <laughs> That's right. And then Don- what cracks me up is that he reflexively goes to closing the borders because he's such a goddamn racist that, that immediately. That's just like, oh, let's quickly close the borders. It's like that doesn't work. Right. No, understand? It's it's, we can't. We don't have a border with Asia, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the ocean, and people fly in. Yeah. <sighs> well, by a twenty-point margin. 20-point margin, Americans say Trump's handling of the coronavirus makes them less likely to vote Mm -hmm. for him. Good. Um, What he really needs now, though, is he needs to come up with a stupid nickname for the coronavirus. That'll that'll certainly help. I I, I was thinking like crooked coronavirus or poopy pandemic, something like that. Um, uh, little coronavirus. Yeah, little uh, little coronavirus. Oh, little. Yeah, with the two Ds. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, little. Um, oh, uh, watch. There's going to be a rapper named Little COVID by the end of the show. Well, COVID nineteen <laughs> is a rap name. COVID nineteen. Come on, they named it a rap name anyway. Oh, okay. COVID nineteen, yo, in God. the house. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm, sure. And then, meanwhile, the stupidity is on the march. We talked about this before. You know, adults need to be instructed in this country how to correctly wash their hands, which just drives me insane. But now Tito's Vodka, 
Tito's Vodka, who isn't paying me to mention the name Tito's Vodka, by the way, has spent the last 24 hours explaining to people that it cannot be used as a replacement for hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh, my God. These stupid, stupid people. Where's the plane? Like, like that guy. Stupid, Tito's stupid vodka people. Is like, it's for drinking, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but they, they've been good. the Tito's Vodka Twitter account has to go around now to all of these people on Twitter correcting them. Like this one guy says, just made some Tito's Vodka hand sanitizer, hashtag God bless Texas. And then he shares an article from goodhousekeeping.com saying, combine vodka, aloe gel, and essential oils to create your own hand sanitizer. Huh. And so Tito's Vodka has to respond, per the CDC, hand sanitizer yeah. needs to contain at least 60% alcohol. Tito's handmade vodka is 40% alcohol and therefore does not meet the current recommendation of the CDC. Please see attached for more information. And then someone else said, thinking about making my own hand sanitizer out of aloe vera and Tito's vodka. Hashtag coronavirus <laughs> Texas. For, this is people in Texas. Just wash your fucking hands, people. Hand sanitizer is a giant ripoff anyway. Yeah. It doesn't actually protect you that well. Right, right. And it, it, doesn't it, it actually weaken your immune system a little bit? And well, it can dry your hands out and then your they hands get out, crackly. Which can crack the skin, exactly. which makes you way yeah. more vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, I'm just all for, you know, wash your hands with soap and water, folks. And it didn't have to be antibacterial soap either. God, it just, just regular it, old soap. It hurts my head. <laughs> Here's something smart you can do, though. If what? you haven't already, get a flu shot. Mm-hmm. It yeah. will not protect you against coronavirus, but no. you won't end up needing IV fluids from having a high fever from the flu when your local ER is ass deep in coronavirus patients. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It just, or if you get, if you do get sick, you will not be like, is this the flu or coronavirus? <laughs> You'll know. Exactly. It's yeah. not the flu. So just a thought. Okay. Well, we're, when we come back from this break here, we're going to talk about uh, Donald Trump's despotism on the march. He is now continuing to attack mm. his political enemies with lawsuits and purges and all sorts of fun things. The latest instance of that coming right up uh, after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Great election modeling music. Wait, what? 
It's great election modeling music. It's like, walk, state election. Walk. Work it. <laughs> yeah, it's this Battle Tapes. Control of is the, name of the song from their form EP. One, another one of our faves here on the show, Battle Tapes. Link in the description to support Battle Tapes. Okay, uh, so now Donald Trump, or specifically the Trump campaign, is suing the Washington Post and, <laughs> and Greg Sargent. I can't wait for depositions. He's just suing them for continuing to function as a newspaper. <laughs> yes. That's right. Now, I mean, this is uh, right on the heels. He, he's also suing the New York Times. And you know why he's suing the New York Times and now the Washington Post? Because they reported on <gasps> collusion. <laughs> they reported on collusion. They expressed opinions mm. about collusion between Trump and Russia. And now everyone who said that there was collusion between Trump and Russia, which there was. Mm-hmm. It's, in it, the, it's in the report. Yes. <laughs> All of us who have said that there was collusion now being sued by Donald Trump. No one is safe. And that is uh, chilling, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And if you thought Barack Obama was going after journalists and all that crap, which he really oh, kind of no. didn't do, uh, no. you don't know anything because <laughs> this is a this is what it means for real. This is Donald Trump literally suing people to silence their opinions about something that really happened, which we have evidence for. There was a report about this. It didn't rise to the level of criminal conspiracy, but as sure as shit was collusion in the mm-hmm. colloquial sense of the term. That has been all proven in the Mueller report. And I want to see Donald Trump in court and Brad Parscale in court and Mike Pence and Don Jr. and the usual gang of misfits and henchmen to try to prove that there was no collusion. And I bet they can't. So I want to see Jeff Sessions and, and Donald Trump in the dock together, <laughs> having to sit next yeah. to each other on the day of testimony. Just. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So they're, Jeff they're fu- Sessions, who lost his election, by the way, he's having to go into a runoff for his yeah. old mm-hmm. seat. <clears throat> yep. So the uh, lawsuit is for millions of dollars, quote unquote, and this is for publishing <laughs> false and defamatory statements about an alleged conspiracy with Russia. The complaint obtained by Fox News was filed in the U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C. by attorneys uh, David C. Tobin and uh, Charles Harder. <laughs> Chuck Harder. It points oh, out him again. He's the guy that went after that. He's like so punch drunk from taking down Gawker. Yeah. He's just like, I can destroy any media organization in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't else be, do they sue? I wouldn't be surprised. New York Times. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Peter Thiel was uh, providing all of the funds, the legal funds for these lawsuits, because that's just what Peter Thiel does or Peter Thiel, whatever, however you pronounce his last name. It's Thiel. Thiel. Yeah. Peter Thiel. Who is uh, responsible for yeah get, getting rid of Gawker? He uh, climbed aboard the Hulk Hogan lawsuit against Gawker and uh, just funneled all kinds of cash to completely bury Gawker. That was uh, that was Peter Thiel. So good luck, good luck to all of us who have spoken publicly about collusion between Trump and Russia because we're now all on the chopping block. And thank God I've got this little teeny tiny audience of like nine people because otherwise <laughs> <laughs> my eyelid just started twitching for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be totally screwed because I've said lots of things on the podcast. I've written lots of things. We I all mean, have. We all have, yeah. Whether it's on the Stephanie Miller show or on our own shows or uh, any point in between. We've all said these well, things. I, and- just just being related to somebody that successfully sued a libel case, mm-hmm. um, the newspapers are right. 
Yes. (laughs) They have evidence to back it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is, A, a public figure, so it's even harder to prove defamation. Yeah. Um, And uh, they're newspapers, so it's even more like... Because they have a daily deadline, it's right. even harder to prove malice. Mm-hmm. And therefore, because like the reason, part of the reason my mother won her case against the Inquirer and was your, mo- your mom is your mom is who Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. You know, part of the reason that she won was a they lied. Yeah. First, first off, the only true statements in the article were that my mother and Henry Kissinger were dining at the Reeve Gauche in D.C. Mm-hmm. the same night. That yeah. was it. Everything else on that story was completely fabricated. Um, and they even deposed Henry Kissinger uh, and everybody else at the restaurant. But the thing is, is the Inquirer was a magazine. Mm-hmm. So they actually have more time to find out if something is going to be truthful or not versus a newspaper that they publish at midnight and yeah. then boom, at 6 a.m. it's been misproven so they can put the retraction in page 20. Mm-hmm. So and, and they can wait a day or two to put in a retraction. And the Inquirer argued that they were a newspaper and it was proven for obvious reasons. It only came out once a week. Yeah. That was one thing. And two, the other thing was none of the, what they said was provably true, therefore, except for those two people dining in the same restaurant. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there was no, it should never have gone as long as it was, but my mom was not going to settle. Right, she right. wanted mm-hmm. to go to court. Yeah. Um, and it took, it took, let me see, the article came out in 1973 or four wow. and it didn't go to trial until 1981. Oh my God. And there it is. I mean, that's, uh, that's they the teach process. This. It yes, is it's part a t- of it's, law school. I asked yeah, my It absolutely neighbor. is. It absolutely is because it's very, very difficult to live a lie to win a libel lawsuit. Yeah, and that's why the Inquirer changed. I mean, they changed dramatically from that point on. Well, yeah. Um, let's make no mistake that it is a tabloid, and the tabloids uh-huh. do, in fact, make shit up all the mm-hmm. time. They don't have the strenuous journalistic standards that the New York nope. Times and the Washington Post do, even right. in their opinion section in those right. uh, papers of record. But the Inquirer, mm-hmm. I mean, they can just get they can hear some sort of bullshit rumor that gets spoken through a game of telephone and then suddenly yep. print that information as the truth and it's not true. And so... Right. And they I, pay for stories. Yeah, they exactly. They pay for stories too, so... 100%. So there's a gigantic difference. I mean, a chasmic yeah. difference between uh, your mom's libel suit against the Inquirer and what Donald Trump is doing here. But make, make no mistake, Donald Trump doesn't care about the truth here. All Donald no. Trump is doing is punishing his enemies and no one is safe in this. This is another one of the big, uh, most damaging things in the Donald Trump crisis is uh, silencing his political enemy. This purge throughout the federal government, too, of anyone who is disloyal. They now have a brand new questionnaire that they have uh, manufactured in the White House for potential Trump appointees uh, to make sure that they're sufficiently loyal to Donald Trump. Because he I liked it better in the original Russian. <laughs> what do you think, Jank? Where's the play? There we go. Where's the play? <laughs> Delayed reaction. Okay, well, there's lots more to talk about here because the uh, the fun never ends, does it? So we will continue on with uh, more fun and frivolity on our post-mortem show that is on our Patreon page. Right after this music is done playing, we all keep talking about things. And the only way to hear about all of those things that we're talking about is to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show, or, much easier to remember, just bobseskashow.com. 
And if you go there and you sign up for $5 a month, uh, your support will get you all kinds of bonus content, including the Postmortem Show and lots of other fun stuff we throw in there, too. So thank you for doing that. Meanwhile, uh, Patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report is David Ferguson's podcast. Go and support that one, too. And Jody Hamilton can be heard at uh, From the Bunker at from-the-bunker.com. Also at sexyliberal.com and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I am going to be at the Washington, D.C. edition of the Sexy Sexy liberal slut tour, uni- sexy slut liberal tour, unity yes. tour. Yes, yes. Right. I'll be there with uh, Glenn Kushner. I'm going to arm wrestle Glenn Kushner. I think <laughs> uh, that's going to be April four. So get your tickets, sexyliberal.com. Thank you. Okay, that's it for the show. We will see you on the postmortem show, and again on the after party tomorrow with Kimberly A. Johnson. Take care, folks. Bye bye.